G'day listeners, welcome to Full Metal Movie Reviews. This week we got the big one, Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. To talk all things The Force with me is uh, Rob from down from Southeast Asia. Hey Rob. Yeah, not too bad. Let's get this uh, tricky time. What can happen? <laughs> Alright listeners, um, we're basically setting this up as Rob will be talking, we'll be in the pro camp, in the, I'll be in the against camp. I've, uh, Rob, I've got to let you know, I've kind of um, I've repositioned myself with this film. I, I Initially when I saw it the first time, I wasn't that into it, really negative almost, and after seeing it the second viewing, um, which I did last night, just in prep for this uh, conversation, I probably would lean towards it being okay, as in content, not enthusiastic, but not negative. So, so just so when you say pro camp, negative camp, um, like we're basically saying the film was a good film, or uh, I like the film, or, or well, what are we saying? We're saying. I guess you like the film, and I'm mm-hmm. saying I'm thinking it's average. Okay, so it's yeah, okay. And, and we're going to try to maybe trigger each other into <laughs> into getting some sort of uh, I don't know. Trigger warning, everyone! Trigger warning. <laughs> Just trying to get get one another upset, fired up, and also, listeners, we're not super, 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 super Star Wars aficionados. We're we're pretty casual. I'll say maybe a bit above casual. I don't know. We we have some sort of background knowledge, but we're not. Um, we may play the additional Star Wars video game here or there, but we're not that hardcore. Um, so if we say stuff that's incorrect or wrong in terms of um, just facts, like background knowledge and that sort of stuff, don't uh, don't get up in my, all in my dick about it, all right? So, yeah, blow us. <laughs> um, oh, and also the uh, courteous spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen it, perhaps don't listen to this. All right, cool. So, Rob, let's get this straight. Some my, The biggest grievance I have with this film is that it doesn't feel like a sequel. It feels like Star Wars Episode 7.5. Basically, the stuff, that, the Luke storyline, which they couldn't get into the, the first one, they kind of just tailed it off with this one. Because my argument being, at the end of this movie, I feel that there is more of a sense of balance than the Resistance slash Rebellion being oppressed. Because if you look at it logically, what is the Resistance lost? Okay, they've lost the base. Most of their forces are now scattered, um, and they lost a couple of ships. Okay, that's pretty big because they i guess have more to lose but then you look at the first order the first order's lost starkiller base they've lost a dreadnought they've lost a capital ship they've lost four or five of their big uh star cruisers they've lost snoke um and they're now being led by an incompetent general in general hux who's literally kylo ren's punching bag now Mm-hmm. Um, they've also lost uh, Captain Phasma, the leader of their, I guess, or the captain of their army or their stormtroopers. Um, so at the end of it, if you compare the stakes to what the resistance lost compared to the stakes of what the First Order's lost, I would argue it's almost even. Well, the the only thing I would say about that is that I, I think that um, one theme for the movie was that the resistance quantity of forces doesn't actually matter. What do you mean? Um, because like the whole the whole resistance isn't isn't uh, an army it's uh, it's it's just hope yeah so um yeah. you know like inspiring uh, everyone around the, the galaxy who's just being oppressed is like uh is the resistance so that means that i'm because i've still got hope that i'm right though because <laughs> i've always got to have hope yeah well that's what i mean but uh, i i I, th- I if you're saying that um it was a massive war of attrition for the uh, for the <laughs> empire and they lost way more than they should have yeah absolutely what the fuck like <laughs> Like seriously, 
how much how much uh, how much have they mobilized and they're just cruising behind yeah, you know, uh, that fleet just to wait for them to run out of fuel like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense like why wouldn't why wouldn't you pressure them and why wouldn't you be like maybe send like some fleet out while they're while they're not going light speed like in front of them at light speed and, exactly. and sort of pull back around and force them to change course or something like they're just exactly and, and why would you <laughs> I know we're jumping right to an end scene but why would you let them just reposition their massive ship like massive ship that just can't be turned around so easy and why would you let them point it at you <laughs> just to take you down <laughs> so that's what i understand like the general hux is incompetent because they show that at the beginning of the film with the dreadnought and the dreadnought captain's like we should have deployed our tie fighters like five minutes ago why are we doing this now we made mm-hmm. ourselves vulnerable and for the second time in back-to-back movies the first order can't successfully defend against the x-wing because the x-wing's too small so mm-hmm. you would have thought, fuck, just have your, your TIE fighters ready to engage. So that mm-hmm. kind of, I think the whole point of that was to show that General Hux isn't that fantastic of a general, right? Yeah. But to your point, it's exactly right. It's You've got your big capital ship and you've got the other cruisers and they might be slower, but you've still got light speed. So why don't you just shoot ahead and then shoot backwards and then stop them from going any further? I mean, they did that in Rogue One. Where the um one of the one of the ships tried to escape, but they couldn't because the star destroyer just stopped right in front of them. <laughs> well, that's to, to to argue like against your point of it not being a sequel. I mm. think that um we obviously know it's a trilogy, right? Yeah. I get feeling that this might make more sense when we see the last movie in this sort of trilogy because um it feels like uh, a lot of the stuff that they were basically building on from the first Force Awakens and then through this movie they just discarded. Yeah, like, they did. They did. They, like, they, they didn't worry about it. Getting rid of Snoke was pretty um, surprising to me because I had thought that he was like some sort of empire character mm. um, that can't be like just uh, tricked so easy. Yeah, exactly. And he, he did get tricked so easy. So it's like, what's? I mean, how much stuff was there on the internet uh, trying to figure out his backstory, thinking that he's going to be so important in this trilogy, and he's gone, right? So, well, I, I got a theory that's Lucasfilm trolling us, basically trolling the fans, because one of the two, the, the the biggest things that came out of the Force Awakens was who's Snoke, what's his backstory, who's Ray's parents, what's the deal with the Resistance and how that got formed, and what's the deal with the First Order and how that got formed. Mm-hmm. And those three things aren't really answered satisfactory. They're like, well, they kill off Snoke, so it's like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, who cares? Your, all your theories and all that thought and effort you put into working out who Snoke is, it doesn't matter. Not relevant. Mm-hmm. Who's Ray's parents? Again, not relevant. Just some junkers. And then how did the First Order and, and the Rebellion come about? Or the Resistance come about? Well, we're going to show you about how the Rebellion gets started because they, they actually transitioned pretty hardcore from calling it the Resistance to the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And they also um, fundamentally just say, one day you shoot them and the next day you shoot you shoot back. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> so yeah. They're pretty much saying with the script, gone, guys, yeah, don't worry about it. Just enjoy the... Like, who cares? At the end of the day, you shoot them and then they shoot back. It's, you know, and it's like, oh, well, this is some pretty meta troll the, from Lucasfilm. The, the overriding theme I got from the first two movies so far is that the actual conflict in uh, terms of um, a big evil empire versus a resistance force doesn't matter at all. And uh, it, it's more about I think they're trying to explain to us um, the force in this one. So I think that, uh, like, the the whole let's have a Jedi Academy that are Guardians of the Universe, Luke has some issue with. They didn't fully explain why in this movie. 
But I think that, um, you know, when they say, oh, you know, uh, 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 someone could be the guy that restores balance to the force, I don't think balance actually means good winning. I think balance means just a, a balance between good and evil. Yep. So perhaps that's where this whole uh, Ray Ren thing goes. And yeah, perhaps like that explains why Luke just vanished again, because he's potentially become aware of it and, and realizes that he's done enough and he now has to step away not as not to disrupt the, the, the balance. Does that make sense? Um, oh, look, maybe, maybe we'll just jump right into it. I was kind of going to save Luke. For the four, maybe it's, towards the end. It's, it's an annoying thing about this review because trying to like when I've been thinking about whether I whether I liked it so much, um, I, I find myself having to intertwine everything. Yeah, um, but, but maybe maybe if you want to save that, maybe do you want to do you want to unpack first about uh, just generally why we liked or why we disliked? Because yeah, I reckon, yeah, I, I reckon um, the the overall the CGI I thought was awesome. Really. I thought everything was cool, um, and I thought the, okay. the landscapes, the, the yeah. screenplays and stuff. Like, yeah. Can you call it a screenplay for CGI? I don't know the the whole settings, like settings, the salt yeah. and everything. You know the salt on yeah. the turning red and shit. Fuck, that was awesome. Uh, okay, I don't really have a lot of problems with the CGI in terms of like the spacecraft and stuff, but mm-hmm. I think those when he's on the, that island are true, or are two, or are true. I don't know how you pronounce it, but. They're on that island, and you know when they go first, he takes right to that platform, and it's mm-hmm. that's hell dodge CGI when they're, it's quite clearly two people with green screen behind them. It's almost Attack of the Clones dodge CGI, and um, Yoda looked terrible. <laughs> I didn't he like. Was it a puppet? Was it CGI? He looked really. Um, I don't know. He just looked weird. I thought Yoda looked weird. So it was CGI. I, I thought he looked a little bit smaller than what I remember, but yeah. like a little bit more sort of. The relative geometry of him was a little bit smaller than I remember, but uh, I thought it was all right. Yeah, you would, mate. You would. <laughs> um, all right. Well, okay. So you keep going. So you like the settings. You like the. Um, I think. I think that if you. I think that if you um, want everything to be absolutely perfect, then you're never going to like any movie you see no, for the rest true. of your life. You know that's I mean? very true. So. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got to. I got to preface this that. I, I find that even for me, a bad Star Wars film is still better than a mediocre action film or a mediocre fantasy film, right? But really, though? Because I guess Rogue One would be an example of that, right, for you? Yeah, I mean, like, well, to my point is, like, Attack of the Clones and, and The Phantom Menace are, in my opinion, the two weakest, okay? Each of those films still has one or two sequences that I really love and I, I really like to watch again. So, mm-hmm. so Phantom Menace would be the... Um, Darth Maul and uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn fight scene at the end. Yeah, that was um, sick. Yeah, and same with Attack of the Clones would be the um, probably the fight scene at the end when the clone army takes on the droid army. And in this film, I feel that whilst I wasn't all that engaged with the plot, there was enough sequences in this film that, that I like and we'll, and we'll probably revisit again, but I probably won't re-watch this in its entirety ever again. Mm. So I, I, I very rarely watch Phantom Menace in its entirety, and I very rarely watch Clone Wars in its entirety. I tend to just stick to the sequences that I like, and I, and this is kind of in that category in terms of films for me. Let's, I mean, if you look at the plot itself, there's there's a whole redundant plot line with Finn and Rose, mm-hmm. where you think there's a story arc there of how Finn is going to he does develop a relationship with Rose, but then Rose is going to find the inner strength in herself to 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 fight the uh, First Order, but then. The whole getting captured 
and then they're just escaping. It's like, I guess you needed to give them something to do, but like, there was no point to it. Ultimately. I think it was that, that storyline was forced. Yeah, and it, it was, was like a, it was it was like a filler, and if you would have just not had that and had something else, that movie could have been done in less time. Yeah, exactly. And even, like, even Poe, uh, like Poe, just he did nothing. Like, why? What is wrong with telling your ace pilot the plan? Like, surely, you know, nobody can leave this ship. So maybe just say, look, everybody, this is the strategy. This is what we're doing, um, Poe. This is what we're doing. Like, Poe wants answers. Give him answers. Like, what is wrong with that? Like, I know she was, didn't want to seem like the hero. I don't know. It was really weird. I just thought that, I know Poe had got made, um, or had got recently demoted, but like. I reckon there would be like, on the, in the first chapter of the Admiral's Handbook, would be like, if, if, there's, if there's a guy, a high ranking member of your fucking ship that can clamor support like that. Yeah. Probably, probably keep him in the loop a little bit. Don't, <laughs> don't like jade him. Yeah, exactly. You get him jaded. Uh, he he clamors. People fucking follow him, and then uh, then you got then you got a mess in your head. You know what I mean? Then you got problems. Then you got like a, a full on uh, what's it called? A mutiny. 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 Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like uh, uh, I don't know. I, I I thought that was odd. An odd choice for a commander to not really one know who Poe was, and she's the next in command. I thought that was weird to begin with. Yeah. And, and two, for the Poe not to know who she is. And and secondly, I, I think mean, he knew who she was though, because uh, he was he was he, when 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 they announced her name, he seemed to have a disappointment of like, oh, you know, I know who that is, and I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, he had, he had a look of like, oh shit, it's going to be me. But I mean, they had to do it so Poe learns lessons to be a leader. I mean, that's the thing there. Poe maturing enough to be a leader of the rebellion. But my point is, he didn't know what she looked like, so he didn't. Mm. He's never seen her before. So he goes, oh, that's her. Like, I would have thought that that the upper command would be um, in contact with the guy, he, the leader of your um, uh, fighter pilots, your, yeah. your commander. So I, I found that really odd some, odd, some odd choices. And I also found it sex, like really strange that the guy, like as you said, he can muster the support of all the fightings, the, the, the star fighters. So why would you not tell him the plan? Because realistically, like they could help you achieve your goal. I mean, and... I don't. I don't know. I might be. I might be. You know. I'm an idiot, and I do think things. Look into things too much, right? And that's probably. <laughs> it's probably like it's just a Star Wars film. Relax. But mm. if you can fly to a planet, you can see the planet, surely. And if you can see the planet, um, surely everyone knows. Oh, that's what we're doing. We're flying to that planet, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like you're 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 getting towards a uh, a range that's. Like escape pod range. Yeah, exactly. Like clearly, like oh, where did they go? Yeah, like, <laughs> I wonder. You know, would they have gone towards a place that required you know, had a gravity pull, or would they have like powered off into like you know? Can those things go light speed? No. Okay. Well, they've got a range, right? Yeah, exactly. They probably can go light speed. Who knows? And I love it. Oh, they're not scanning for fucking those ships. Uh, okay, but visually they can see what you're doing, right? <laughs> Like yeah, I don't know, yeah. it's just it's just so it's just just dumb. I don't know why they have to write them. They write it in like why do you have to write a Star Wars movie that takes this like space of eighteen hours? Why can we? Why do you have to write it into such narrow corners? Why wouldn't you just be continually deploying uh, Tie Fighters to, to basically check yeah. the uh, range of the other ship, right? Just in case that happened, because that's yeah. obviously strategy anyone would have done. Abandoned ship, right? You run out of fuel, abandoned ship. But that's what I don't get, Rob. And it's like, oh, but we can't protect you. It doesn't matter because they've you've blown up all their starfighters. You, you, okay, they may not know that, 
but you've done so much damage to the bridge and, and, and whatnot. If you did deploy all your star fight, all your TIE fighters, it's, it's over. It's over. So that's why, and I guess they made General Hux seem incompetent, and he was a comedic punching bag. So, like, the, nobody respected him. He took the mm. fall. He, he has really weird um, pitched voice. He, stre- he, he emphasizes words oddly. So he's meant to be, he's, he's incompetent. He's inept at being a general, right? Mm. So I get that, but no one's that dumb. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's no one no one gives their enemies that much like leverage, if all that or that much um, loose ends. Like if you're if you're going to hang someone, you don't go, oh, here's the here's the noose, just uh, yeah, do it yourself. I'll see you later. Like it's not that's not how wars are fought. But the other thing is, like they smashed the bridge up, right? So why couldn't they have? press the attack from there yeah and, exactly and you, you had know, the initiative but, but you're like no fall back we can't cover you it's like it doesn't matter because they're about to win mm. <laughs> so well, it's really the other thing is the other thing is like why wouldn't she just put the fucking cruiser in autopilot and and get off from the off the ship as well why would she like stay to to, to you're telling me a, a ship that advanced you can't like you don't have like some sort of pre-course that you could put in mm. it or just or fly it remotely or whatever. You know, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Use yeah. your iPad, for fuck's sake. Use the Force, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah, get, get, what's it have to use the Force? Later, oh, use the Force. Fuck. And that, and that, and that just... It, it, I mean, if you look about the other Star Wars films, the Star Wars films, sure, the good guys always win or the good guys always find a way. But particularly with the original trilogy, they gave you enough bad guy wins or enough scenes where you actually took the bad guys as a serious threat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, if you think about it, in um, episode four, Darth Vader captures the star, the blockade runner. He has a drug slash, I don't know, torture droid, lets them escape. So he, he then he can... Ca- like it, It's all well thought out as the, the motives. And, you know, Emperor Strikes Back, they destroy Hoth. They, um, you know, capture Han. They, there's, and there's enough there to make you think, oh, these, these emperors, like the, the Empire is evil and sinister. And, and they're powerful. And, and powerful, exactly right. I, mm. I don't understand why they're threatened by this First Order because they're just largely incompetent. And I think the overall plot, I mean, I like the ideas that they're trying to say, like the story of like, um, you know, as you said, like, you know, rebellion, as long as there's hope or, you know, as long as we get our message out there and people who are being oppressed can stand up and be inspired, then we win. And I like that message. But the way they delivered it was shithouse. I don't know. I mean... That's some like generally, I think as well the Luke stuff. Again, I just thought some there were some real odd decisions. Did you like how Luke was portrayed in this film? I, I didn't think his character matched uh, the original trilogy, so mm. there's definitely like some uh, some change in his character that wasn't explained. Really, like all all we know was that he was a nice guy tra- training Jedi's, and then they all left because he tried to kill. He, he didn't try to kill him. He he thought, thought about, about it for a second. Yeah. And then everything went to shit. And then after that, then he's just like, "Oh, I fucking hate everyone. I got to go." It's like, I think, I think he, maybe, he was really upset that um, it, it all just happened. Like he, he actually picked the wrong Jedi and trained the wrong guy, and that so. maybe, maybe annoyed him to the extent of, of cutting everyone off. But I, I didn't like how he never left the island. No, um, uh, I didn't like how he was using a blue lightsaber that should have been destroyed. Really, like it's a hint. It's a hint that it's a hologram that yeah, I know what Ray Ray uh, Ren should have um, picked up on, but he didn't. Why couldn't he get his X-wing and actually meet them? Mm. 
All right. Well, okay. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get this. I think you're coming to me. I can't think you come to my side, Rob. I think I'm convincing you that this film isn't is okay. I mean, it's nothing special. Um, now, my my whole my whole thing is that it, it didn't like it was a Star Wars film. It, uh, obviously, like in its pacing and in its uh, in its uh, screenplay and everything, right? So it's like it was. There was no point in that movie where I was just like, "Fuck, this is bullshit." Like, I I don't want to watch anymore. Like I felt for um, Episode One and Two. Because those those movies are fucking boring. Um, <laughs> yeah, they are. But uh, does could could the plot have been better? Yeah, because it's not Empire Strikes Back. Like this movie was not like that Empire Strikes Back movie where every scene was just leading on to the next thing, really well planned. Mm. Consequences, loss, sense of loss. Oh, that's a good point. You have actually touched like, something with me about consequences and the sense of loss. Um, keep sorry, keep finishing your point. I'll just make a note of that. Yeah. yeah, like, so I, I think that, you know, if, if you were to say, is this the best Star Wars movie ever? No, of course not, right? But was it enjoyable and would I see it again and did I like it? And is it, yes, and, and is it the worst Star Wars movie ever made? No. Is no, it, no, definitely not. No, I agree with that, is 100%. It, is it as bad as the first two? No. Um, do I like it more than Rogue One? Yes. Um, mm. So I, I, I think that it's not bad. But I, I do like it. I do like it. But yeah, I mean, you, you know, it's it's like you can analyze the plot and find bad things about Empire Strikes Back, right? You can, which is you can. which is my favorite one, right? Um, there's heaps of shit that doesn't make sense, right? So like, if you know, anyone who knows anything about physics knows that the whole fucking way that they've like designed everything, like the blasters and the the light speed and everything, it's all bullshit, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, who cares? That's just how it is in the Star Wars galaxy, the Star Wars universe. Um, so you can look past all that stuff, and I think mm. with uh, with this movie, I can look past a lot of it as well, and overanalyzing it to the point of um, you know, but Rob, it's everywhere. It's so easy to do with the Star Wars film to begin with. Rob, we're 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 nerds. We're on the net. This is what we do. If you give yeah. me Star Wars, you got to give me something that's a bit more airtight than what you just gave me. I think. I think okay. So so just just so I know, uh, you're actually like considering points of view from the other side as well. Give me one thing that you liked about the movie okay all right actually I, that that's very easy for me they gave us probably the best lightsaber fight ever when ray and ben uh, slash kylo take on um snoke's guards that fight yeah. sequence was epic and the um setting of that the, the red backdrop and then the fire and then the red guards was truly like stunning like my jaw was like wow that's that's really really cool that was pitch perfect Star Wars esque, a bit of gore, but not really. Um, you know, just well planned, well mapped out, and it showed, I guess, two two enemies working towards a common goal. I guess, and, and I, I I generally think that was probably the best um, lightsaber sequence in any movie of any Star Wars movie. Period. Loved it. I really love Kylo's uh, story arc. I love it that he goes, yeah, I am a monster. Yeah, I am conflicted. I'm, I've chosen this path. And I love the fact that he kills Snoke. Not because I don't think his motives were to save Rey, but his motives were that she's a powerful Jedi. Uh, she's conflicted too. This 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 Snoke dickhead, he's just, he's like, you know, just like a standard boss. He just constantly grinds your ass about everything, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear that he doesn't really appreciate Kylo Ren's uh, value as a as a Sith or whatever. So he goes, "I'm going to take this opportunity to get rid of this dickhead and take everything that he owns and become become the supreme leader." I love that. I love it. 
it's well, very it's very Star Wars esque. The apprentice, uh, the Sith apprentice, killing the master and then taking the master's place. Yeah, what I got from that was that um, this whole time maybe Ren actually realizes his power. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe the whole um, thing with Luke uh, trying to kill him at that point sparked with Ren that he actually has a massive power because someone like Luke was willing to just think about killing him. Yeah. Um, so going from that, he then basically started to get trained by another powerful Sith Lord to learn the dark side uh, because obviously Luke taught, would have taught him light side stuff and the dark side stuff would have been stuff that he was just dabbling with, like being tempted by. Mm. Um, but maybe he was able to hide how good he was from Snoke so that Snoke constantly underestimated him. Could and be. maybe maybe the whole... Maybe what uh, Disney Lucasfilm was trying to tell us is that we were all under the impression that uh, Snoke was now another uh, emperor, like a yep. super powerful guy um, who just can't be done away with. But actually the most powerful dark guy is actually Ren and he always has been mm. and he knew that as well and he just took his opportunity to do it when he could propose to Ray to say um, look you're really good at the light side but you like some of the dark side I'm really good at the dark side but I still have good in me like let's team up and and be the balance mm. um, so I think that's could be a potential thing that they cover in the next film is um, those those two having a conflicted relationship where one gets too powerful, the other one gets too powerful, um, but together they could potentially be the balance. Well, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, that, and I actually, I generally like the fact that they have two young people, um, both, as you said, one is strong in the dark side, but conflicted about who he is and, and, and still, I guess, has some humanity in him. Um, mm-hmm. and one is from the good side and she's a bit more pure, but at the same time, doesn't want to really kill Ben um, because, or confront Ben because she wants him as an ally or she she wants to redeem him, right? Yeah. And I guess she's starting to learn her place that that's her job. She she it's up to her now because Luke stuffed up so badly. It's up to her to to continue the teachings of the Jedi and to really kind of try, try and redeem Ben or try and stop Ben from being turning into the full monster that he 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 sees himself becoming. So what do you reckon? What do you reckon about? Sorry to cut you off, but I reckon it's mm. good, good injection here. What do you reckon about um, uh, the whole Han Solo thing? Then do you reckon Han um, he he realizes that his his whole life of like dodging the Empire and smuggling shit and going beneath the radar and all that sort of stuff was was a bit tiresome and and maybe he saw in his kid that he could potentially be the guy that that stops this whole pointless battle, this pointless skirmishing. Um, what do you and, mean? And like. So, so he had to kill his dad just so that um, he could he could really get. Into, I, I feel like he did that to get darker. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah and yeah, to get Snoke like, yeah. to trust him, and yeah. to get Snoke to trust him. Yeah, Ren probably Ren might not want to be the king dark guy. He might just want to be the guy that makes stable. So he might want to be the supreme leader just so that he's not necessarily evil and not necessarily good. He just doesn't, you know. Um, and maybe 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 Han Solo saw that, and that's why Han basically. It's it, we don't know, but maybe Han allowed him to kill him. Well, he did. I thought. I thought that as well, but I, I don't think that that's obvious. But my, my what I thought from that was I thought there was a little bit of a reading into it yourself. But I, I think that Han basically put the lightsaber on him. Um, I think Han went there to if he showed his face, he could maybe help him just leave it all behind. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, he sees his dad and his dad, you know, he misses his dad. He might miss his dad and, and they could bring him back. But I'm not convinced he turned the lightsaber on himself. I think what happens was he took the lightsaber from him and then the way he took it, again, he just realized, oh, this is easy. I just press the button and it's done. So he mm-hmm. did it because he, he's like, well, this is what a dark guy is supposed to do sort of thing. But what he didn't realize is how guilty and how strung up would make him afterwards. Yeah, do you reckon he just says let the past die kill it or do you reckon he actually feels that? I think he just says it. It's just his mantra because he's yeah. a little, uh, you know, yeah. whiny little... Uh... <laughs> because I, don't, I, I generally believe that, that there's got to be some sort of self-sacrifice from him. And I really would have thought... Because he didn't kill his mum. He knew his mum was on the bridge. He could sense her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, he decided not to do it because he he he, he doesn't... He he's fi- I, I truly believe he's fighting those feelings, but he does have genuine resentment against Luke Skywalker. He generally hates Luke because of Luke trying to kill him, or because th- or he's thinking that Luke tried to kill him. Mm. So he does have genuine resentment, and he does have maybe resentment from his parents for giving them to Luke in the first place. To answer your question, I like his direction. I like where they're going with him. It's it's a good perspective to get seeing a, a guy who's is having regrets about some of the decisions he makes. I think that they're like equal and opposites. So um, she's probably going to get tempted a little bit more by the dark side in the next movies or the next movie. Like probably, um, probably. like I I I, I, I kind of like the fact that you know Kylo is pushing dark but doesn't like it, and Ray might be pushing light but might be like oh. Well, you know, because they, they always do this, right? They always go, uh, when they teach a Jedi, they always sort of say, okay, the Force is like uh, the, the, the energy, blah, blah, blah. Then they start to feel the energy, but then they realize that there's light and dark. And whenever someone so much as looks or sniffs dark, they always get down their throat. No, 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 don't even look at it. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just don't even look at it. Like It's, it's going to control you. It's going to eat you up, right? And of course, you tell anyone that, they're going to be like, oh, let's, let, me, let, me, let me look a bit further and do it because yeah, I'm strong exactly. enough. Yeah. So I think I think she's like instantly been like, oh, what's that? You know, like so. So I think I think there might be some degree of uh, partnership that gets formed because of that. Well, you also got to think, right? This movie is effectively so Star Wars: The Force Awakens and maybe and The Last Jedi is literally taking place over the span of a couple of days. Yeah. So she doesn't have any knowledge of the dark side. So if she sees something that's pulling her. And she doesn't really have any knowledge of the of of the force. That naturally, if she sees something pulling towards her, and she even says it, you know, I, Luke says you you went straight for the dark side, and she's like, well, I didn't feel you. You didn't tell me that that was the dark side. You didn't tell me that you know that what, the direction I was taking, I was wrong. like, besides saying me to stop, you didn't say you know you didn't give me any guidance or any light. Yeah. So I think that's really a good metaphor. That how can people in the future? learn from the mistakes of the past if those in the past are, are so indignant and so um, shut off from the world that they're not willing to, to help. So that, and then, I mean, this this is what gets me, this this is what really bums me out about this film and even The Force Awakens. I generally don't like the portrayal of Luke Skywalker in these films. Um, so, I mean, Luke was my number one or is my, still my number one guy and I get his justification of self-imposed exile because he felt like shame and guilt but when he finds out that he's one of his closest friends and, and his brother-in-law um, Han Solo is dead at the, hands of, at the hands of Kylo and that Leia, his sister, is in peril and needs his help, I generally would have thought that Luke Skywalker would have come to the aid straight away. Mm-hmm. I, like Luke Cavold 
and I know he says I stuffed this up, but he would have. I don't know. I, it's just inside me. It, I don't know. Characters have to change, and they and they evolve, and people change in the way they think. And you're not. You're never the same person you are in the years or a couple of years prior. You you learn and you grow. But I think Luke's moral compass is so fixed on that doing the right thing always that seeing seeing Chewie, seeing the Falcon. I know eventually he gets there, but I generally would have thought he would have made that decision to leave with Ray a lot sooner than he, he did. And that's why I, I I generally don't understand why it took um, it took so much to convince him that the right thing to do was, was to confront um, Kylo. And he makes a point at the end with Luke about if you strike me down or if you kill me in anger, I will just be baggage that I'd carry around with you always. And I was like, "Well, isn't that what you want?" Yeah, then you want that. That makes you dark. Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying. That isn't, but isn't that the outcome you want? Because if he's struggling to cope with killing Luke, that would wouldn't that help Ray in turning him to the light side? If you think about yeah. it from that logically, like let's say if you do something, Rob, and you regret it, you steal something from a store and you regret it, and you goes, "Oh man, that made me feel really shitty. I'm not going to do that again. I've got to change my ways." I don't understand that's how that wouldn't be the outcome you want. If anything, I feel like Luke flat out said, "Look, I failed you. I'm sorry," and then just taunted him that, that no, that the Jedi are going to keep going no matter how yeah, hard but you try. Remember, remember, the Force is all about feelings, right? So, like, if you feel uh, a, a loss or jealousy or um, you're upset about stuff, it's so easy to channel that into the dark side. So that's like with Anakin with the loss of his uh, his mum. Mm. Yeah, okay, that's true. But but I think Luke fueled, fueled the feelings by what he did as opposed to trying to give him some gravitas, some weight and, and, and some... I don't know. I, I, it didn't sit well that, that, that he's, he, was, he was trolling it, man. That's a troll. That's a hardcore troll. Are you telling well, me that's not a troll? <laughs> The one thing about him being a hologram, right, was that mm. he could actually get the everyone to gun him with lasers, right? Yeah. He could. He probably couldn't do that if it was really him, right? No, that's true, and I I get that that he was doing that to delay so they could find an escape. Um, that made sense. And I, he may he can only do it from that rock, right? So maybe that's well, why he. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true too. But the I would have thought that by him saying, you know, you can't kill me, the Jedi never gonna stop. You're just making him angrier and make you, making him hate you more. And the other thing is as well, maybe he thought that if he um, if he went and got action... So he, he basically committed suicide, I would say. Like, not suicide, but he... Yeah, he yeah. Death by his own, his own actions, not, yep, not, yep. not by someone else's. Yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. So I think that maybe if he would have gone there and been struck down by Ren, Ray may have felt the same way about Vader getting Kenobi. What do you mean? Because Kenobi let uh, Vader kill him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, uh, Vader still, still, still struck him down and made uh, Luke get really angry, like, no, nah, you know. So um, maybe, maybe uh, Luke wanted to avoid a situation like that. I disagree because uh, like Ben he, looked, he looked up to no, nah, no, nah, because Luke looked up to Ben. Ray, I got the impression Ray didn't really like. Luke, remember, um, like she, she was only with Luke for a, a space of a day or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if she didn't. I, I think she didn't like him because he didn't want to come That's back. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like so he deemed that by coming back, right? <laughs> well, because mm. he did come back. He non-invasively came back. But like, did she he, even he, see that though? Because she was on the Falcon. 
and she's looking for the first order, um, the survivors of resistance survivors. Sorry. Oh, she'll hear about it. Um, nah, I don't know. I think, to be honest, I think they kind of misused Luke in this whole story arc. I think, I know you can't keep giving, shoveling the people the, the same stuff. It would have been cooler for me as a Luke fan to see him come to the aid of his sister a bit sooner and perhaps even confront Snoke and see some sort of showdown. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest, I I don't know how you could have done it other than what they did do because of the constraints Mm. of the time and how the bad guys were literally just following the good guys behind. But it's not really satisfying. Honestly, Luke's arc at the end of how he he died, I mean, for me, it wasn't satisfying. One thing that's not very Star Wars-y, and, and maybe they did this because they didn't want to be like the first, the original trilogy, mm. but I don't really think there's a cliffhanger between the movies. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. No. So, like, I have no idea really what the next movie is going to be about. Is it just going to be like they defeat the First Order? The, the, this is how they defeat it? And then it would be like, <laughs> then it's like, okay, what what did they actually do over the three movies? Like, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think... Uh, I think they missed an opportunity with this one to like basically uh, have some sort of some character, some critical character dies that you actually think that is necessary. Look, uh, look, uh, it's and they didn't really utilize the characters they built up. Like they didn't really utilize Finn. They didn't really utilize Finn was I mean, redundant. Poe was redundant. The whole those that Finn Poe Rose. I mean, the best thing you got out of Rose was that she kind of inspired Finn to be a better person by you know by showing compassion to animals and, and showing that she's willing to to do anything for the cause but ultimately their story arc was just to survive i mean fundamentally it wasn't interesting it really yeah. wasn't they, they they didn't do anything i mean but they got captured they didn't do anything they should have used um, chewy more i reckon yeah chewy i mean there's a lot of characters that they're just trying to keep in the air up in the air and and that's pretty. And this film was really evident of that. Imagine if they would have brought R two into it more. You know, yeah. like R two. Uh, when R two and, and Luke were back together and playing the uh, original message, I, mm. I was I was thinking this is a massive opportunity to see Luke and R two do something massively like epic. You know, in a last it, battle. It would have been cool, I think, if they split it up. If they had like, okay, these guys say Luke, Ray, and Chewie and R two, they're gonna go look for Snoke, and then these guys. Or you know whatever they just kind of split it up. They gave and then somehow tied it all back together. Um, like I don't know, it's just doing they, so many things concurrently didn't really work. For yeah, this exactly. Well. It didn't. It, it fundamentally didn't. In terms of a movie, it's not really that well thought out story arc because there's no, there's very like I said, this feels like Star Wars Episode Seven Point Five. This is like really generally just a cap on what the first film did, right? Oh uh, look. And there's, there's a lot of shit that I was just like, what? They should have explained a little bit more about like the whole, I want to finish what you started, Vader. Because I, I felt like Vader didn't really... Vader Vader was present in the first movie, The mm. Force Awakens, by mm. reference. And I felt yep. that that vanished in this one. Well, which was so, something I was really yeah. looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. Knights of Ren, where are they? I would have thought that'd be with Kylo. So they're never really... I mean, they're probably going to come back in the third one, hopefully, but... Um, um, I thought when he smashed his helmet, that was telling the audience, like, yeah, fuck Vader, like, fuck it. Like, smashing a helmet meant that he now no longer has that helmet, right? Well, he's, so, he no, he, yeah, he's, not, he's no longer aspiring to that, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, um, so now, now I don't really know what... Because I, I, was, I was thinking that... Um, so Darth Vader is a guy who we loved at the start, mm. uh, saw as an evil guy, and then at the end he was redeemed. 
Yeah. Um, but he never fully explained what his whole motives were. No. Um, and then I thought that maybe that might get revealed through uh, Ren's actions over this trilogy. And now it, it feels apparent that that might not be what they do. Um, which is yeah. a disappointment for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they are. I don't think they're going to really flesh that out at all so like Knights of Ren that, that was, I was hoping to see a bit more of that and apparently there was reports that there was um, early reports that the Knights of Ren confronted Luke and Rey at uh, Archu uh, that uh, that island and then they fought, fought them off but that didn't eventuate one of the things and talking about plot overall so uh, look again I'm an idiot I need some, I need someone smarter to explain this to me so so Snoke could, could somehow contact Ray through the Force, and and through the Force could link Ray with Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And Kylo Ren says, uh, "How you? How is the Force linking us together? Ray, you couldn't do it. This much effort would kill you." So that kind of sets the boundaries of why Luke dies at the end, because to manifest himself, it took him so much effort that it drained him, that killed him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. But if 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 Snoke can do that, and Snoke, um. Is fundamental says is showing Ray where Kylo is, and 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 all Ray can see is Kylo on a ship, right? Mm-hmm. How does Ray know where to find Kylo? And well, I guess how, if they're linked together, they know where they are, right? Well, how though? Because she says um, that she can't get in contact with the resistance because the resistance aren't returning her her messages. Mm-hmm. All that she can see is. Is him on a ship? Where? How does she know where the ship is? So th- does Snoke plant the coordinates and stuff, or tell him where they are? Because mm. he says, "Oh, she took the bait." But I would have. It wasn't really apparent to me how that whole work, like how that whole thing worked, because if if Ren, Kylo Ren can't see her surroundings, but no, she mm-hmm. he, she's with Luke. Surely they could be able to work out where she is if they can contact her. Wouldn't, yeah. you thought, wouldn't you thought it worked both ways? Well, yeah. I mean, like, end of the day, like the 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 point was to get them to come together, um, and maybe mm. Snoke wanted him to come to her so that um, he would be in the same room as all of them. Well, so maybe maybe there's, there's something that they didn't explain, but it was set up yeah. But, then, but but Rob, then then basically he 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 mine when raised in front of him, he uses the force to find out where Luke is. And, right, and Snoke goes, oh, yep, yeah. oh, Luke Quirkle, that's smart. I now know where you are. Mm-hmm. But why couldn't he do that from afar? Like, Don't why know. does she have to, you know what I mean? Why does she have to be, I don't know, I just found that whole situation very, very murky. Maybe he read her thoughts. Well, I just thought it was just, maybe he couldn't read her, maybe, maybe there's a proximity thing, I don't know. Maybe there is a proximity thing. It's, I don't know, I just thought that was. Like, you know, like, when, when a planet gets destroyed, everyone goes, mm-hmm. oh, I feel a great disturbance of the force, but I don't know exactly what it is. And then, mm-hmm. like, Ben Ben needs to sort of continue to think about it. So I think maybe there is a proximity thing. It could be. The closer you are, the stronger the connected you are. Um, that mm. could be it. could be a thing that Luke, because he said Luke has shut himself off from the Force. Yeah. Um, maybe that could have played it. I don't know. I just think that um, it's, it, with the Force gives you too much convenience plot-wise to say, oh, it's the mysteries or the Force, if that makes sense, and to not yeah. actually you know, think something out thoroughly. Um, yeah. All right, what about some other things? What did you think of Leia's whole scene? And that her using the force to come back, and then no one ever mentioning it again. Like they, they probably should have just taken the opportunity to kill her off at that point, right? When she got bombed in the thing, and that would have been a heroic death. And mm. then they could use her as the force spirit or something later. 
Yep. You know, those four spirits don't need necessarily to say anything as well. So, you know, win-win, right? But uh, I don't know. Like, her going back, it's just like, well, if she was that powerful with the Force, why didn't she ever use the Force, yeah, like, to do a whole bunch of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's running, she's running like, for... She's, she's running away constantly, right? And she had this, this epic power. Like, why didn't she, like, use it at all the whole time? Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I mean... I thought, as he said, I thought, oh, maybe that's how they, they re-edited it because, unfortunately, um, she died in real life, right? It's very sad mm-hmm. circumstances. I thought, oh, maybe that's how they um, do it in the movie. I think that's that would be, be a very fitting end for Princess Leia to, to go out defiant to the end, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but when she used some of the Force to bring herself back, I was like, well, that's, that's full Jedi. That whole situation is literally full Jedi power, right? Mm-hmm. So you're right. Why send us? Why send her to look for Luke? Why not just train Ray yourself, or why not use the Force a bit more yourself? If, you know, it's a pretty like. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a rabbit hole, and I don't know if we want to go down it. But what? Um, you know, they 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 have to check someone's fucking midichlorians or whatever they are in yeah, Episode yeah. One, and then like they take like Anakin to Yoda, and he goes, "He's too old." You know, yeah. <laughs> the guy was like. The guy's like twelve year old boy or something. He's like, nah, yeah. he's too old. Like he'll never learn the force, right? Yeah, yeah. And then like you got Luke who learns it in like two sessions over like maybe a week to a month each. I don't know. And then you got Ray who fucking learns it like in two hours, right? Mm. And then you got Leia who like never learnt it but has it. <laughs> we well, don't know that though. I mean, you don't know what happened or transpired after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I know, but it's it's like I'm getting the impression that um, there's a bit of a inconsistency with like how the force, like it, it seems like if you have the force, you can just you, you can use it at some point, you know. Well, I, I what I think is that they just use it to suit the narrative that they're trying to tell, and whatever's easiest, they go, oh, the force wield it, so like, as a plot device sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I when I first saw that, you know what happened to Rob? I went, oh, okay. That was literally the jumping of the shark moment because I was like, there, there's no longer any consequences in these films. So Yeah, it was a uh, indie jumping in the fridge. Yeah, it was an indie jumping in the fridge moment because you think about it, she gets blown up effectively, but she comes back because of the will of the force. Um, Luke um, passes, but Ray mentions that he doesn't, there's no sadness to it. He did it. And it's pretty clear that he's going to come back as some sort of force ghost. Mm-hmm. Um and is, and 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 it like the whole f- uh, Finn and Rose situation of getting captured, um, and then a, then a, a cruiser going through their ship and the ships exploding around them, but they still get away. Again, Finn in that skipper or that light speeder going through straight into the battering ram, and the and the 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 metal around the skipper is melting, but he's fine because he's in the open air cockpit. There's no consequences anymore. Nothing means there's no weight to anything. I mean, it's like a cartoon now where. You know, when Ben Kenobi died, you're like, oh, shit. When Yoda died, you're like, oh, shit. Like, now I'm not sure if that matters. Nothing matters anymore. I mean, Han Solo gave you dying, gave you, it's like, oh, shit. But I don't think it, I don't think they'll bring him back as a Force ghost because he was never really connected to the Force. Yeah. But Lule and Luke and, and you know, it, 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 just, it just seems like it doesn't matter what the, what the perceived stakes are. He's going to come through. I don't know if it's true that Han wasn't connected to the Force because um, that could be where um, Ren gets a lot of his power from—is some hidden Force from from Han? Because he gets Han, smart from there. 
Han, yeah, but but Han like being such an epic smuggler and like an epic pilot and uh, pulling off ridiculous moves like flying in asteroid fields and stuff, and you know he he might he might not realize it, but he might actually have like some sort of power. And he, he the way he channels it is just by going being extremely lucky in all the situations. Mm. Nah, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe no, maybe. But like, but do, would you agree that that, might, that comment about I make about this film kind of just made it? It doesn't matter if you how much danger you're in, you're always going to come out on top, unless you're literally like General Akbar or some B, some new character they introduce or some background character. The stakes for the main guys don't seem all that high. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, it's like a cartoon they, now. Yeah, they introduced the like the boundary conditions of the movie changed when they did that. Yeah, like it's like oh, okay, nothing matters now. And the other thing that I didn't really get is like Yoda. He used, Yoda can summon lightning as a ghost, so that means Luke will we have will we be able to interact in that way with people now? Yeah, that's that's an, again. There's no consequences because if Luke can do that, then why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you die? Because then you'd have unlimited, endless. You, you're you're immortal then, right? You, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, true, true. So I mean, again, it's like it's, it's right. It's like why do you have to go in those directions that don't really need to go there? Um, what else? Um, I, I thought I generally miss about these Disney sequel movies is the lack of uh, lack of Lando. I really like Lando Calrissian. Um, he's one of my favorite characters in Empire and Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and I really thought. Um, instead of maybe introducing Maz Kanata, that Lando could have had that role. He yeah. could have been running some sort of cantina. You know, he could have still been living the smuggler's life. And it would have been really cool to see Lando. I guess I understand that there's so many characters had, and they're, they're struggling to really give them a sense of purpose and juggling them all. But Lando's Lando, man. Lando's OG. For me, omitting Lando from these, from these movies is the same as omitting... Han or Leia or Luke. I don't know. I would have loved to see Lando making the. Yeah, Lando is a good character for sure. It would have been great to see him in, in at the at the casino, hooking up Finn and with the you know, just doing getting him involved a bit more because I know um, in real life Billy D. Williams is, is very old. I think he's the oldest out of everybody, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to do anything. He could be just behind. A, he could be just sitting on a bench. And you just all behind a bar or whatever, you know. But it's like, if he's been taking care of himself, he'll probably do better than him later, right? Well, that's, I mean, from the health perspective, probably. I don't know. He's pretty. He's old. Like I, don't, I don't mean that. I don't mean that as in like Leia. You know, obviously before she died and stuff. But like she, she's like a like slurry speech and shit, right? Well, it's, I mean, like she had, she struggled with addiction her whole life, so she yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. So, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I think that's just a couple opportunities missed. Have you changed your position on this film from this discussion? No, I still, I still liked it, but I, I don't. I, I, I do recognize the plot holes for sure. But I, I still think it was a good. Um, as I said at the start, I don't think it's the worst movie, Star Wars movie. I think it's worse. All right. Okay. What about? Give me some ranking then. How's? In, yeah, and I'm not going to hold this to you. I mean, I understand that the cha- rankings change over time. I'd say. Give me, give me your, give me your Star Wars ranking from worst to best or bottom to top. Um, one, two, Rogue One, three, Force Awakens. So, yep, seven. Last, yep. last Jedi. Uh, yep, eight. Four, six, five. Sorry. Four, six, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Empire's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, you know what? That's, that's pretty close to what I would do. I, the only thing difference is I would probably put, I'd probably go Clone Wars at the bottom. Oh, sorry. Attack of the Clones at the bottom. I found that just to be a very dark yeah, that's form. worse than the first one. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's just. It's just bland and a very like a very poorly t- um, told love story. I think that's I think that was horrible to be honest. I think that Attack of the Clones is probably my least favorite Star Wars film. 
Yeah, I just hate Jar Jar Binks so much. Yeah, <laughs> just can't stand it. Like watching watching that and just you know, I just yeah. can't stand it. I would say after that, then Phantom Menace, um, as my sec- second to last favorite, and then I'd probably put this one as my third to last favorite. Then I'd probably put Rogue One next, then three, then seven, then four, six, five. So. Empire still top. Yeah. Um, oh no, probably not. Probably not four six five. Probably six four five. So Return of the Jedi. Then um, you like Hope, what you hope. A couple of things. Um, um, there's a couple of things that I want to bring to your attention. So Rotten Tomatoes. So basically, the critics are giving this like a ninety three percent rating, and the audience score is giving this a fifty six percent rating. So there's yeah. a bit of a discrepancy between what the critics say and what the audience say. I would say that the fifty percent is probably a better representation of how the general public feel because mm-hmm. my younger brother and some of his mates went to see it and a couple of work colleagues went to see it and they're not massive fans. They're probably like, they just watch the movies and that's it. Yeah. it to the, like they don't read anything in Wikipedia. They don't, they just watch the films and they leave it at that. Yeah. They all dislike the film. Um, oh, what, what's the chief dislike? Too long? Um, too long. Uh, they found the plot boring and in particular the Finn... Uh, Poe and and uh, Rose aspect, yeah, and they didn't like the fact that Snoke got killed so trivially. So it was pretty. His death was pretty. Made his whole character trivialized his character pretty much, right? Yep. yep. They're hoping for a bigger payday in terms of Snoke, and maybe even a bigger payday in terms of Luke. Um, for non-Star Wars fans, that's pretty legit um, criticism. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So I think this film is very much a niche film in that it's kind of catering to Star Wars fans more so than what the other films did. Mm. And all, I also generally think um, that... Um, um, I don't know. I just I, 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 I think it's interesting that the audience score would be so far off the 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 reviewers, like the critic score. Like that's... Uh, um, poll, polling is all fucking bullshit anyway, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Poll, polling is only good when it's like, okay... Uh, you're uh, just the average guy. You can sign up an account and leave your opinion. That's the only time it's ever like um, mm. accurate. When you think mm. about critic reviews, where it's like it's zoned off to particular people that can vote and they have mm. their interests and stuff like that, then uh, it's all better often. Yeah, I suppose so. All right, I reckon ninety is way too high. Yeah, like yeah, 90s, I, I think yeah, I liked the movie, high. but for me, ninety is way too high. All right, so okay. Let's two more things before we finally wrap this up. Very quickly, your final rating. What would you What would you say? Would you say see this in a cinema? See it on YouTube. I mean, see it on Netflix or whatever. What would your What would your rating be? So if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely see it in the cinema because the mm. uh, the the seats scenes look really really mm. good. And uh, you know, like yes, you get the whole buzz of Chewie flying the flying the Millennium Falcon and turning it like ninety degrees and shit. Mm. Right. Mm. That that's awesome to see in a cinema. Um, mm. Lightsaber fight, seeing it in a cinema is awesome as well. I would, I would probably say like if you if you haven't seen it yet, do try and take the time to see IMAX or something, maybe. Yeah. With a, yeah. With a good seat. Yeah. Because um, you enjoy it, but uh, would I go to the cinema to see it again? No. Uh, the next time I see it, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably just stream it in a couple of years or another year, maybe. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go see it urgently again. Yeah. Look, all right. My review would pretty much be like any Star Wars fan is going to go see it. Clearly. Um, this has kind of made me less enthused about Star Wars, unfortunately, um, because 
I, I generally thought, I didn't think the payoffs quite landed. And like I said, for the reasons I just mentioned in this podcast, it didn't really resonate with me um, all that much. So I'd probably, I've, I usually see Star Wars films maybe a couple of times in the cinema at least. So I've seen this twice, but I probably won't revisit it again for a very long time. I, pro- I definitely won't. So it's just not really, it's not I really do think- interesting to me. I do think they did do a little bit of the old uh, Indiana Jones four. So if they were to, if they were to bring out an Indiana Jones five, I probably wouldn't go see it midnight screening or anything like that, right? Mm. I um, think that I, they've yeah. they've done that a little bit here. So I don't know if like when the next one comes out, I don't know if I'm going to be like going to see it immediately. You know? Well, that's what I mean, Rob. I went to the midnight, and I reckon this is probably the last time I'm going to go to a midnight screening. Um, mm. I mean, I, I was really. This is the first Star Wars movie that ever had that had me look at my phone to see what the time was. So, um, alrighty. Oh, sorry. I keep saying we're wrapping this up, but we can keep going forever. Did you mind all the jokes and the porgs and all that sort of stuff? The porg? The, what? The porgs. You know, the little those little birds? They're called porgs. Yeah, I didn't mind them. Um, I, I think that they did a little bit of a dose of the CGI. Um, yeah. Like a little bit of a, like, uh, how do I say this? Like, um, the thing I hated about the uh, original remakes was the mm. fact that they went overboard with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't mind it in its in its in itself if it's done right. So I think that they did okay. I think that like uh, you know they're playing to a young audience and stuff, right? And like when I was in the cinema, heaps of people were like like laughing out loud a lot and and going Aww. and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So I think I think it did work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that's definitely, I actually enjoyed it, and the comedy, the comedic um, elements of the film, and some of the jokes didn't really bother me. I thought it was good to see, and and like, okay, you know, it's a Disney film now, and they're going to kind of market things towards children. I was like, it was done in such a way that I, it was, I thought it enjoyable, when it's not, and and that's probably my least deterrent, to be honest. I, I think that's that that was very lighthearted, light spirited, and, and just fun. So um, I didn't mind it. I thought they did really well with BB-8, like how I'm being cute yeah. and stuff. That's that's yeah. done really well, yeah. BB, yeah, BB-8's a sick character. He's overtaken R2 for me. I like BB-8. Yeah. Like you, you know when he's like plugging, plugging at the start and they keep yeah. like coming out? <laughs> I thought that was really funny, actually. <laughs> All right, listeners. Um, look, we didn't get triggered, I think, because we try to look at this very rationally and we try to formulate articulate arguments as to how we feel. But just keep in mind, this is all subjective. So I hope, you, like I said in my initial reaction pod, I hope you got what you wanted out of the film and I hope, really hope you liked it. If you are really into Star Wars, don't let the negative or people who are like me, who are a bit sour on it, um, affect your view on, on things. I mean, everyone's perspective is unique. So with that in mind, um, until next time, Rob. Yep, over and out. Over and out.